Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Sitting Under a Tree, the podcast I record from the only place I feel comfortable talking to myself. <clears throat> what am I doing today, man? It's still hot in Melbourne. I'm leaving tomorrow, though. Fuck yeah, I'm leaving to... Um, well, I'm flying to London tomorrow night. That's Tuesday, what's that, the 21st, which makes today the 20th. 20th of November. That's the hardest way to find out what the date is. Figure it out from the next flight you have booked and work backwards. Fuck. It's, who remembers what the day is? The people, I guess it's just if you have a job and shit like that. I don't have a job, man. It's so easy to just forget what the days are. Especially when, like, the way that I would remember was would be um, from, like, gigs. You know, I have gigs booked on whatever days. But when I'm living in Melbourne, it's not like I'm booking gigs like that. You know, the gigs that I'm doing are just week to week or like oh it's Tuesday I can do that gig you know so there's I really have no concept of of what the date is or what part of the year we're in um I don't remember it being this hot in this time of the year though maybe my room I live in a real fucking small room man (laughs) like it's fine in winter but in summer man this shit is hot and like my window is open, which is nice, but it's not open like a full open window. It's just like on a chain that you kind of wind out, you know? So you only get one angle, and then if I want to close it during the day so my room doesn't heat up, I've got to wind the fucking chain in like an idiot, right? And it takes forever. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's a, I like my room. It's cheap as fuck, but god damn it, it's small, and it's just a little fucking hot box. And my and my poster won't stay on the wall. I don't know what it is. I got I got this like old, like a newspaper clipping mounted on a frame from like the the twenties or something from the depression, um, and it looks real sick. And I was like, oh, just like, blue tack it to the wall. But apparently you need hooks. Apparently blue tack not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, all the blue tack merchants out there pushing their dodgy product on an unknowing populace. Go fuck yourself. Blue tack is actually shit. It doesn't. Well, I've got it stuck in five different places on the on the like mounting, and it's not even. It's not a frame. It's like a what would it be? It's not acrylic, but it's like a bit of like kind of chipboard or something that this um, old newspaper clipping is mounted on. And uh, yeah, I, I stick it on the wall, and then every now and then it'll fall off in the middle of the uh, middle of the night and uh, and wake me up. It's a bummer. Because it's a nice newspaper clipping. What does it say? I'll find it. It's just down the side of my bed right now. Here we go. It's from The Sun. December 20, 1932. Melbourne. That was a Tuesday. Christmas boom follows bursting of the depression bubble. And then the picture, it's a front page. And the picture is just all these people milling about. What street is it? The first £100,000 has already been spent on Christmas presents in Melbourne, and no one knows... No, I shouldn't do it in that voice. <laughs> the first £100,000 has already been spent on Christmas presents in Melbourne, and no one knows what the total will be by the end of the week. The Great Depression bubble has burst. The city shops are crowded with buyers. These are some of the shoppers on busy Burke Street yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that voice is like the Bruce Buffer voice in the UFC where like some guy owns the patent to that. Because I know that, I think I know that from Up, right? 
from the start of that movie up when uh, the 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 call to adventure or whatever it is thing is playing. But that voice is like instantly familiar. Where does that fucking come from? Someone email me. If anyone knows, email me if, and tell me where that voice comes from because I have no fucking idea. But it's like ubiquitous in popular culture as like a reference point for like the 30s or whatever, isn't it? So it must have come from somewhere. Someone invented that shit and we're all riding off their coattails getting laughs off their dumb voice. <laughs> I would love if it was like a functional thing. Like if it just came from like... Uh, there was so much sulfur in the radio stations in those days. Everyone had to hold their noses. <laughs> uh, and a radio DJ was like a really dangerous profession because of all the sulfur. People would cut 20, 30 years off their lives. But it was so important. <laughs> what am I fucking talking about? There's another thing here. Make your own coffin flu mixture. Save money. To a bottle of Heenzo, obtainable at old chemists and stores, add water and sweetening according to easy directions, and you will have a supply equal to eight bottles of the finest quality medicine for coughs, colds, croups, flu, whooping cough, and bronchitis. Equal in value to one pound worth of ordinary ready-made mixtures, Heenzo only costs two slash. <laughs> is that shillings? Two shillings. <laughs> Fuck, old money is stupid. And money cannot buy a better medicine. If you like cough tubes, try Heenzo cough diamonds. <laughs> Price one shilling per tin. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is Heenzo? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Heenzo cough diamonds. <laughs> oh, fuck. I guess they're little... Yeah, I mean, jubes. That's a word that my, uh, my great-grandma used to use. Do you, do you want a jube, darling? When we would go around her house, there are those little, uh, like, gelatin sweet things covered in sugar. I remember them being soft, but then you go... I remember the good ones being soft, but you go to any, like... Like, whenever I've had them recently, they're always fucking hard, and I'm like, no, they're soft ones, man. Grandma used to give us the soft ones. That's what we used to call great-grandma, because we called my grandma Lena. Okay? Just to avoid any confusion there. Yeah, man. So what else we got? No, that's... Yeah, that's... That's what... I want that thing hanging on my wall, man, but blue tack You know, it doesn't live up to the hype. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype! So, um... My mate James is coming around and we're going to go to a movie. What did he say? What movie did he say? Oh, I'm going to have to... Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're seeing, uh... The Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's what he said. I hope you haven't seen The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I'll probably get in quarter to 11. And like... <laughs> why would I have seen that movie? What is that? Like, the Killing of a Sacred Deer. It sounds like... It sounds like some sort of uh, heavy family drama, I reckon. Like, uh, like the Sacred Deer has something to do with family values. Like maybe... Uh, yeah, something serious... But James isn't a serious dude. James is a fucking idiot. He's 
we think he's autistic, but he's very, very funny and he's great value. What I love about James is that I don't, I don't think he cares, or he clearly doesn't care about like not participating in conversations. So like, there'll be a group of people standing around talking, and James will just not say anything for like ten minutes, and then he'll come out with a fucking zinger on someone that'll destroy, and everyone will be laughing, and it's like, oh, you were listening the whole time, and you were just fine not saying anything. Like he doesn't give a fuck. That's awesome. I love that, man, because I'm, I'm so, you know, in my head in all social situations that if I, hadn't, if I haven't said anything in a few minutes, I feel like, am I now that guy who's just kind of lingering there and everyone's like, who the fuck is this? Why is he still here? And he's not saying anything. This is weird. <clears throat> I'm scared of being that guy. So um, I'll just ramble on and say stuff in my dumb, loud voice that ends up drawing attention to the fact that I don't have anything to say, you know? But James, would just, you just stand there for ages and just listen and wait till he has something great to say and then when he does, he'll say it. Also, sometimes he says something and it's fucking garbage and it's no good. <laughs> and he thought it was going to be great. But you know, he's not. Nah, he's great, man. James is great value. And it was real sweet when he hit me up and was like, hey, let's hang out. Also, um, I know <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that if he ever listens to this, he'll be real annoyed that I've told people that he messaged me to hang out because he wants to be seen as aloof. <laughs> uh, when I came back from the UK, uh, he was here like that first night he came to our house because he just, that's what he does. He just fucking rocks up at our house unannounced and then, and we're just hanging out and uh, he rocked up and when Blake went inside for a second, James was just like, I probably shouldn't say this, but this is a, a much happier place with you around. Because <laughs> I've been away for three months. And uh, I've I've told <clears throat> Blake and um, our other mate Brendan, I've told Blake and Brendan that he said that in James's presence and he flat out denies it. <laughs> he won't accept that he has a heart under his little autistic brain. <clears throat> an exterior, rough though it may be, there's a heart under there. Love you, Jimmy. And I'm excited to see the killing of a sacred deer. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. It's probably horror. It's, I just, a, a dude as like weird and kind of uh, socially inept as James, there's no way that we're seeing anything except a horror. I really like horror. I would rather the serious family drama, to be honest, because I'm a romantic sap. But I don't care. I just am happy to be hanging out with James. Isn't that nice to have a friend? <laughs> Fuck. That's what I want to talk about, man. Why I'm broke. I feel I've never felt like more of an entitled middle class bitch than how I feel right now. But I just am. So when I was 10, my grandpa bought me. Uh, $1,000 worth of shares in some obscure investment company and they've been reinvesting that whole time and I'm 26 now and they're worth 13 grand and uh, through a series of, you know, like I had an amazing summer 
in the UK and I, I did the Edinburgh Fringe and that was great and I met this girl that I really like and I wanted to come back and go see her and I booked myself in for some shows in the UK and around Europe but I don't have any money to pay for it and I was like, fuck it, this is what I want my life to be is a series of stupid, spontaneous decisions for no reason other than just to do it. I'm spending that, that grandpa money on going back in and doing these shows and hanging out with this girl. And uh, so I decided to do that when I got back to Melbourne, which was like mid-October. And the process of transferring shares, I was listed as a trustee on the shares. So my grandpa had, was the primary name and then it was me. And like just to get them transferred into my name has taken like fucking three weeks of like paper forms and sending them the forms on the farm that they live in and they're selling their farm at the moment. So they're, you know, running around doing shit with that. And they've filled out these forms and I've signed my part and sent that over to them in the mail and then they send it off to this third party company because my shares weren't listed on the exchange, they were unlisted. And then I'm calling that company every day for like an hour every day asking, has the transfer gone through? Has the transfer gone through? And then when it finally goes through, they're like, alright, we're going to give you your new listing number for your shares. It's going to be five days plus postage, five business days plus postage to get to my house, so then I can list them with a broker and sell them. I mean, it, it's taken like a fucking month, and I, like every time I call them, I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry, I really need this to be done, like, right now. Like, I just, you know, I'm kind of in a rush, because I'm leaving on fucking Tuesday now. I'm leaving in, what's today? I'm leaving in six days, and I still don't have my shares, let alone any money from selling them. And every time I tell them, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I need this money, I need it real quick. And they're like, what, can I ask why? And I'm like, oh, none of your fucking business, hey. How about that? How about, give me my fucking money. So that's one half of my thing, my brain there. And then the other half is like, oh, but you've got, you've got free money. Like, fucking Blake, my housemate is like come from the most dirt fucking poor family and when I told him I had 13 grand just like waiting to be collected the the look on his face was just like what the fuck man <laughs> like that's crazy it was like dude I asked my mum for 20 bucks and she was like I can't do it <laughs> fuck so I'm like stuck in between this like you know, it's my property, it's my money, that's my thing, but then also, like, who the fuck am I to think that I deserve that money, just because my grandpa had a thousand dollars spare fucking 16 years ago, you know, I don't know, I just, like, as much as I'm stoked about getting that, that money, it was like dealing with them every day, like the abstract idea of having money in the future didn't make the dealing with these like belligerent people any easier. Like the fact that I had to go through the rigmarole of uh, giving my details every single day and going through this like check process. I mean, but that's what they have to do, right? That's what they have to do. They have to check. It has to be rigorous because this is the this is the world that these fucking GFC creating investment banker motherfuckers live in. This is the kind of regulation that we always say that we want 
on the banking system. But then when it comes to me, I'm like, just give me my fucking money. I don't care. I'm me. Look at my face. Fuck you. Anyway, that's just had me on the air. I, I didn't even know. I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get the money, hopefully by like the day before I leave. So then I can, you know, have some money to live over there, which was always the idea. Um, but it's just been so fucking stressful, man. I didn't think it was going to take this long. So, um, what else? Man, so I'm going to land in, I'm going to be in Edinburgh on Thursday morning, their time. And, uh, this girl, like, we talk every day and she's talking about, like, it's, I mean, I'm sweating right now. In Australia, it is hot. It's, like, been 35 yesterday. It's, like, 33 today. I went to the beach yesterday. Oh, my God. I rode down to the beach and I went to the beach. It was incredible, you know? And I, like, sent her a picture of it. I was like, oh, sucked in, mate. Because she was telling me about how, like, as soon as it gets dark over there, which is, like, 4 in the afternoon, as soon as it gets dark, it's, like, it's below zero, you know, every fucking day. I know I'm so going to get sick. 100% I'm going to get sick, man. I'm going to be sweating when I get on the plane, and then I've got something like 24, 30 hours flight time till I get to London, and then I'm, I've got like probably something like eight hours in London, and then I'll get the bus up to Edinburgh, and by the time I get to Edinburgh, I'm going to be freezing my little fucking dick off, man, and I like don't have any money to even buy the, the appropriate clothing before I leave, I'm just going to rock up there and like some jeans and like two shirts and just be like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to get over there. I got some. Where have I got? I've got shows in uh, Edinburgh and Glasgow, and I got Berlin and then Dublin, and then these two shows in Barcelona that I'm really looking forward to, man. These dudes that I met in Edinburgh in the Fringe, just these Irish guys that were on before me, and they were like, man, we've like, like a couple of us live in in Barcelona come hang out in Barcelona, come do some shows. And I just thought of it as like a maybe, you know, offhanded thing. And I hit them up and they were like, yeah, two shows, come and do like 45 to an hour, we'll pay you good money. And it's just like Friday, Saturday in Barcelona, I'm going to hang with them, we're going to drink, fuck yeah, man. So I can't, oh, I can't wait to do this whole shit, it's going to be a great, great trip. So uh, what else is I going to talk about here? Aha, uh-huh. Italy being out of the World Cup, fuck, that's great. Man, I mean, you know, talk about 2006, man. I fucking remember that shit when that motherfucker dived in the box to get Italy a penalty in extra time that got them through the World Cup. And then they ended up winning the World Cup because some guy said some crazy shit about Zinedine Zidane's mum in his ear that was so crazy that... How do you say something so crazy to a dude in a World Cup final that's going to make him turn around and headbutt you in the chest and ruin his country's chances at winning the World Cup. What the fuck did that guy say? What had he... What must have he been saying to him? What must have he... What must he have been saying to him? There we go. What must he have been saying to him the whole game? For like... It's like 120 minutes with extra time. He must have just been in his fucking ear all game. Your mum's a fucking whore. I hate your mum. Your mum fucking sucked my whole family's dick. <laughs> the the singular dick that me and my family share in a glass case in my nonna's house. Yeah, your mum sucked that. She loved it. BAM! 
headbutt right in the fucking chest. Shut the fuck up. Italy win the World Cup, but Zinedine Zidane's mum, her honour is protected. That was the last thing he did in world football, man. Done. He retired after that. His retiring move as an international footballer was to headbutt some Italian fuck in the chest. <laughs> and what a better way. What? There's no better way to go out than that. Fuck Italy. You're not going to Russia 20, 2018. Suck shit. <laughs> All the Italian newspapers. It's the apocalypse. It's the, it's the apocalypse, bro. <laughs> Good. Ugh. I don't want to see a single one of them there. Not that I'll be there. And I was, um, yesterday after I went to the beach, I was sitting, uh, in, in Paran, which in Melbourne is like, it's a weird, Paran's a weird area, because it's got like, uh, like nice shops, and like Chapel Street's like a beautiful long high street with like designer shops and shit, and amazing restaurants and cocktail bars, and there's like those people like walking along the street, but amongst those people, there are also just the most savage, like, crackheady type people and like people drinking at midday and I was sitting on this bench in like a leafy little square on the side of the street um eating some eating some cheesels and some uh little cookies that I stole from Woolworths because I'm broke bro it's so much more hectic stealing stuff like everyone steals shit from the supermarket but it's so much more hectic and like stressful when you know you don't have the money to pay for it like if you're stealing something and then they come in there like you didn't pay for that i'd be like oh sorry oh my god oh it's so embarrassing let me just pay for it and yeah that was no nah, that's on me hey that's on me that's on me i'm sorry i'm sorry you know but when um when you don't have the money in your pocket at all to pay for the thing that you're getting it's like clearly you're just gonna steal that so i like put the cheesels through and then i just put the cookies on the thing and i was like if someone comes and taps me on the shoulder right now i just have to run i just have to run run out of the woolworths <laughs> leave my snacks there maybe i would have grabbed the snacks that's the old school way to steal shit don't like trick some computer into giving you free stuff just run out of the shop <laughs> fuck I don't know maybe I would have done that That's to, I don't know if I have the balls to do that and then my bike was locked outside the Woolies as well so I would have had to like run away do a lap of the block <laughs> and come back unlock my bike and ride it up <laughs> what a pathetic like <laughs> he always returns to the scene of the crime yeah to pick his bike up <laughs> That'd be a great way to catch a murderer. Dude's going around on a bike murdering people, but he has to lock his bike up before he does it because you know he doesn't want someone to nick his bike. So they're like, yeah, always return to the scene of the crime. That's his bike right there. He'll be back. Alright, so I was eating my uh, cheesels and bickies on the bench uh, in this square in Chapel Street, right? Just to go back to that story. And, uh,. There were a bunch of these guys, there were a bunch of these guys and, like, a couple girls, you know, they're, like, drunk, like, I don't know if they would, they didn't look like, uh, they were, you know, using drugs or anything, they didn't look that decrepit, but they were just old, but they were hanging out in the same way that teenagers do after school, and they were wearing, like, one, like, a couple dudes had on, like, bum bags, and then one guy was in, like, a singlet, and some of them were skinny, and some of them were fat, but they were all, like, 50, 
60 years old, like, they all had grey hair or, like, were old people that, you know, have escaped grey hair, but they were for, they were definitely still old. And uh, it was just real weird to see. Like, how long have you been doing this? Did you, was there a break? Did they, were they the kind of people who used to hang out like that and then they had jobs for a bit in their life and then kind of something went askew and they just reverted back to the initial, like, oh, it's what I used to do when I was 17 before I had a job. Or have they just been like that the whole time? Like, how... Fuck, man. That's... I would get so bored just hanging out on streets. Like, they were all just bumming darts off each other, trying to smoke, and... One of the dudes yelled across the, st- the square, like, Oi, mate, can you buy me a Coke? And it's like, dude, you got grey hair. Surely you've got three bucks for a Coke. But, I mean, I don't know. Evidently not. It's like... It's just so weird to see them next to, like, a Dior. <laughs> They're hanging out in this beautiful square next to a Dior. But then, I guess, if you were fucking homeless, why not hang out in a nice spot? I don't know. That didn't look homeless. I think they had homes. That's just where they were hanging out. That's what I mean, man. It's a weird area. It doesn't make sense that, like, there's all this nice stuff there. You would think property prices would be high as shit as well, and th- those people wouldn't be allowed to live there. But they're stubborn as fuck. The old school uh, bum bag wearing crew, you know those guys were dancing in, in fucking raves in the 90s, right? A hundred percent, man. Those, That crew was an old school rave crew who would have been going to raves in like the 90s and 2000s and like, fucking, we're going to live forever, bro. This is so fucking sick. And like maybe a few of them died and then a few of them like, you know, got jobs or moved away. Maybe a couple of them are in prison. And these guys of the old like... 50 strong crew this is the like nine people that had left and still doing it oh god damn it that's so rough (laughs) like this was yeah man this is like like i i'm in facebook photos i reckon from like eight or nine years ago of like you know 50 people at a music festival or something like that cut to 30 years in the future Eight of those people are hanging out in Paran on Chapel Street, stealing darts off each other, asking each other to, for three bucks for a Coke. The guy didn't have the money. Oh, my God. And then so I went into the... That was out the front of the library. This is what I mean, this area. I went into the library, and I just sat at a table in the foyer, and I was just writing by myself, which I guess makes me a fucking kind of weird dude as well, people walking into the library. There's just a guy sitting at a lone table with a book there. But then... There was, like, one more table next to me, and a couple of this same, like, old people kind of uh, sat down at the table. There was an, a guy, like, this big guy, and then, like, a couple of minutes after he sat down, this lady around the same age uh, sat down next to him, and they just had the most garbage conversation I've ever heard in my life. That, like, I think they were waiting for an... I think they were waiting for an AA meeting. I can't... I'm not 100%, but uh, they were talking about, like... I think the girl, the, the lady was like, oh, the meeting meeting starts at four, right? And the guy's like, yeah. And she goes, oh, might have a cigarette at quarter to four. And like, like that was a, like a cheeky thing. She looked at him like, <laughs> cheeky. And uh, then he goes like, yeah, I smoked for 30 years and I quit seven years ago. And she was like, oh, that's great. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I don't really think about it anymore. And she was like, yeah, I, I couldn't quit, I don't think. 
and they started talking about the medication they're taking, leaving so much room in between the things they were saying. It was like the next one was searching for the next thing to say, and then eventually the conversation died away, and they were just sitting there, not even really looking at their phones, just sitting there for like five minutes, and I couldn't really write because their, their sadness was real distracting, and <laughs> so I was just like looking at my page, waiting for one of them to say something, and then... Um, the lady was just like, what's the time? And the guy goes, oh, it's 20 to 4. And she's like, oh, that's good. It's going quickly then. <laughs> oh! Oh, my God! Fuck! It was, uh, it was like a punch in the chest. Like, you are literally just, just sitting in stillness waiting for your life to be over. Fuck. And then she went outside to have a cigarette and I asked the guy, like, what, is there, like, some sort of event or something? Like, what's going on? And he was... Uh, I feel super bad because he was real kind of awkward or, like, ashamed about it. Um, I was guessing it was AA and he just said, like, oh, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's just a bit of a meeting. Just a... Uh, just a sort of discussion group and kind of looked at the floor, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool, man, you know, because I completely forgot, like, AA, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous, like, there's an element of shame in there, I don't know, like, I've considered going to AA before, like, years ago, I thought I might have a drinking problem, I don't know, I, I don't think I do, I don't think I do, I just, I just drink a bunch, and it's fine, my life's fine, my life's pretty good, I don't have a problem, fuck you, you have, those guys have a problem, not me, I just drink normal, because I'm young, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's the point that it gets to, but they were, yeah, there was definitely like an element of shame in this dude's voice when he was talking about, you know, he didn't want to tell me that it was an AA meeting. Is that one of the rules? I don't think that's one of the rules. Maybe if you're the kind of person that is okay with admitting to a random stranger that you're going to an AA meeting, then you probably don't need to go to an AA meeting, you know, like you don't need that community around you you probably have the confidence that comes from having a community around you already or maybe these people are going to a meeting in the middle of the afternoon on a tuesday because they literally don't have fucking anything else man isn't this a fun podcast <laughs> god damn all right man um think that's it i think that's everything i wanted to talk about thank you guys for listening i uh i mean i don't know where you got this but um if you haven't already go check out my website that's www.aidentacojones.com um check me out uh facebook.com slash aj taco or uh twitter at aj underscore taco um but check out my website man for just upcoming shows and stuff if you're in any of those places i'm going to that'd be sick to see you there and uh, other than that, thanks for listening, man. I've been Aiden. Peace.